Nothing is ever really lost. On birthdays, the accumulation of friends on Facebook, community, and Walt Whitman. Say, reading from a recent Medium post on September 23rd, 2019. It is my birthday today. Last year, I wrote a one-off bit about how I took my birthday off of Facebook and heard crickets. On this day, a year later, when my birthday is still off of Facebook, the sound of crickets has returned. But the other sensation that is present this birthday is a felt sense of the accumulation of years, the experiences, the histories, the injuries, the way that time pulls on us as if on a fabric, stretching then wrinkling. Getting older involves a certain amount of letting go, of opening your hands instead of clenching those hands into a tight fist. Eric Erickson posited that at this stage where I find myself is a struggle toward generativity, a giving, an openness, a turn toward continuing life, or else the coming to stagnation. My birthday remains off of the faux community of Facebook. Friends and family have contacted me, people with whom I'm friends with on social media, still crickets. Admittedly, it did feel a tad lonely to not be participating with everyone else. It does make me wonder how I have used Facebook through these years. In one way, it was like finding things that were lost, like a treasure hunt of sorts. I wonder how he is doing now. I wonder where she is. Can you believe what they look like now? These were all people that I had sort of lost along the way. It would be fun to reconnect for about five minutes. Then, well, it is so good to hear from you. And then you realize that distance indifference have separated you. I am not sure that this person was so much lost, or that the relationship had simply changed. The relationship was not broken like some piece of Japanese pottery that is all the better for the cracks in between the brokenness. You realize that there is a good reason why some people were no longer friends and still do not need to be. So in the end, they are not friends exactly, but they are still there on a list, an accumulation of names, of periods of time that we spent together, of experiences that we shared. Some piece of them, or that experience or time, is still there with me. Now, I am a therapist who sees a fair amount of children and adolescents and young adults. And one of the struggles for these young adults especially is worrying that they are going to take the wrong path educationally, choose the wrong major, go to work for the wrong company. And there is a way in which we have collectively forgotten that mistakes are how we learn And even further, that some steps that feel like mistakes become opportunities. 
Now, in talking through these decisions, especially when something has felt like a mistake along the way, I share the quote, nothing is ever really lost. Now, I don't typically share much of my own story with them, but my own journey to a successful private practice started with me as an English major writing for our student newspaper. I was tasked with a series on homelessness in our city that included spending a night in a homeless shelter. I checked into the Salvation Army shelter with my American literature anthology in hand, reading Thoreau as I sat there, about how the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation, as Thoreau wrote. Two years later, I would continue spending nights in homeless shelters, this time as a staff person. My study of Christian scripture and theology in seminary led me to work with marginalized populations, adding a degree in social work, and eventually working in mental health. Yet I continued to be influenced by my education as an English major. Reading and respecting a diverse set of narratives gave me the gift of seeing how we each have our own individual story. Being an English major was not a mistake. Nothing was lost. Through my years in social work, there too was an accumulation of experiences, of people, of names, of those who were without housing, who were dying of AIDS, who were ravaged by addiction, and a lack of communities of support. And it is that same sense of homelessness that has me thinking about Facebook and birthdays again. My Facebook wall is not really home. While there are ways in which we can find some support through social media, connections that happen with body and voice and physical presence are qualitatively different. Simply wishing happy birthday on a social media wall is not the same. And in addition, there is a way in which, although my list of friends is cumulative of my time in certain communities, in schools, and workplaces, I don't need all of them to tell me happy birthday, to validate that they are a part of the fabric of my life. The fact that this person is no longer in my life does not mean that they are lost. And perhaps this is me straining towards some sort of Ericksonian generativity. But my hope is that the fabric of my life continues to be a place of openness and receptivity to others, not as a net that captures and keeps and collects friends and experiences as objects, but the sort of fabric that provides cover for a while, perhaps some shelter, at least while it is needed. Happy birthday from me.